Because when I hit that 40 mark on that kind of that big band, I was like, I'm actually getting strong here. I'm actually starting to see. And then, you know, my wife, matter of fact, it was like that next day, my wife said, you know what? I think your butt's growing. <laughs> I was <laughs> I like, bet. that's awesome. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, so that really kind of gave me the pump. Hey there, my friend. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi, and I want to welcome you back to another episode here on the Fit Father Project podcast. In just a moment, you're going to hear a powerful, inspiring, and very useful conversation between myself and one of our Fit Father program members, Brian Bohanna. Brian is 49 years young. He is knocking on the doors of the big 5-0 birthday. And earlier this year in January 1st, like straight on New Year's Day, January 1, 2022, Brian made the decision that he wanted to really focus on his fitness. He had worked for many years to get his drinking under control and different kinds of addictions that he developed over years of just the busyness of life and running his business and raising his family. And he started to work on getting his addictions under control, particularly with alcohol. And he also committed to working on his fitness. And he joined our old school muscle building program, which is our muscle building plan that involves classic strength training lifts done in a way that's really easy and protective on your joints and your strength. And he started that program and he started the nutrition plan for old school muscle. And as Brian's going to show you and talk about in this conversation, he lost over 40 pounds. He got six-pack abs, and then he started packing on muscle mass, and he's gained at least six pounds of lean muscle mass, but he's on his way to gaining 10, and he looks absolutely fantastic. And Brian did all of this inside of nine months. And so now he's about to be 50 with six-pack abs, big chest and arms. He's getting stronger in the gym. He feels so much more aligned with his life. And it's a really powerful conversation to hear what you can do in a short period of time when you get the right training plan, when you get focused, and you get some structure to follow. So without further ado, let's get into this amazing conversation with Fit Father Brian Bohanna. And he's going to go over what he did to achieve these amazing results. We get into all the specifics of his routine. All right, Brian, welcome officially to the Fit Father Project podcast, my friend. I'm so happy you're here. And I'd love for you to introduce yourself to everyone listening, You know your name, your age, where you're from, and anything you'd like to share about work and family. Yeah. So name's Brian Bohanna. I'm uh, approaching 50 years old in January. And I live in Fargo, North Dakota area. Uh, originally from New Jersey, born and raised. I've been out in the Fargo area for about 10 years. I own my own uh, IT consulting and security services company. Um, I'm partnered with a couple guys and we have a few employees. And we have a, a good breadth of uh, clients that we service. Family, I have a wife of 23 years, been together for 28, um, and two wonderful children. Uh, their ages are 33 and 29. God, I'm getting old. Uh, <laughs> and we just had our first granddaughter um, back in January. So super excited about that. She's eight months old now and just a joy to be with. Congratulations, Grandpa. Well, I think it's safe to say that you're currently in the best shape you've been in in many years, but that wasn't always the case. So take us back to when when you really started to get serious about your health and your fitness or where you kind of feel like your recent part of your journey starts. So I guess we'll go dial back about 10 years. When we first moved out to the Fargo area, I was kind of reevaluating life, you know, just you know, getting out of New Jersey was was a huge, you know, uh, jump for us. We kind of were pioneering the area. We didn't know anybody out here. Uh, we just knew we wanted to get out of New Jersey and kind of into the Midwest. So we did that jump. Uh, my wife's an educator. She teaches high school chemistry, biology. So she she had a pretty good you know start right to kind of come out here, reciprocity and all that. So the job wasn't too bad. And at that time, I was weighing in probably close to 240 pounds, 
that was my height. That was my, my biggest uh, level. I was heavy alcohol drinker, definitely an alcoholic by all stretch, you know, by uh, all means. And uh, I was also a user of marijuana, you know, so, you know, I wasn't in, in the right place in life as far as my physical health was concerned. But uh, from a professional standpoint, you know, I, I definitely was, you know, my career was doing well. I was, you know, I was well-educated. I was doing, you know, the technology that I enjoyed doing. I enjoyed, you know, the business I was in. Uh, I just wasn't paying attention to, to my, my physical self. So I made first leap back into staying fit. I was, you know, was a swimmer in high school, kind of carried that in through a few years after high school. But, you know, I never was really consistent with it, right? I was in the weight room, out of the weight room. Maybe I would do three, four months at a time, and then I would just fall off the track and, and, and uh, fall right back into weight gain and just, you know, not being fit or healthy. You know, I always had to come tall, so I always held my weight well, but, you know, it never really felt good. Yeah. So I hit the journey. I, I hit the ground running. I said, you know what? Let me, let me do this. And uh, I did it good for about, again, eight, nine months, right? That's as far as I made it. I lost, you know, a bunch of weight. Got myself below the 200 mark. I was in like the 190s, uh, and then it just kind of fell off a bit again. I found alcohol again, uh, and, and continued to drink. Right. So I've always had like kind of a, an on again, off again with alcohol, but never more than six months that would be off. Right. And I would go back to drinking. Uh, my big drink was scotch and whiskey. So I mean, that was you know it was it was a daily thing for me. I never really would get you know inebriated, but I would always have. A drink two, three, you know, a day, right? So definitely the liver wasn't doing so well and so forth. So fast forward now, uh, nine years, I guess, at this point, again, kind of just looking at where I was and how I felt. And I'm like, you know what? I really need to be serious about this. So um, I did about two and a half years ago, I did completely stop drinking. Uh, I went sober. I just did it on my own, got myself a little easy quit drinking app on my phone and said, you know, I can do this. You know, I got the willpower I've done, you know, done in the past. And I was good two and a half years. I did not drink. Although I did nothing else. I didn't go swim. I didn't do anything physical fitness. I just stopped drinking. Now I did lose weight um, just because of that, but it there really was no fitness behind it. Right. So that the health part wasn't there. And then um, you know, we found out that I was going to be a grandfather. Right. I'm like, wow, this is great. So I'd say, I'm going to celebrate, you know. So I went, had a, you know, a couple drinks with the family and that started the cycle all over again. Right. And then I said, you know what? Six months, I'd from June to right past Christmas, I was like, I got to stop. I, I, I know where this leads me. I know where this takes me. Um, I need to get back on, you know, the sober track. So I did. Uh, January 1st was, you know, first day back into sobriety and I've been sober since. Nice. At that same time, though, I was like, you know what? Let's just see how far I can take this. I've got one year until I'm 50 years old. And I want to go into my 50s looking and feeling the best I've ever felt in my life. And I'm hoping to take this journey for years to go. Right. I now have new goals in mind. I have a new why in mind. I got my granddaughter, right? I have, you know, a son and daughter that are doing well. You know, I lost, I've lost two brothers and, and a father, both my father and my brother to cancer, and the other brother was to an accident. But and I was like, I need to focus on me and I need to be, you know, healthy. And then I have another brother who is also struggling with weight. Um, he's in the 350 plus range, right? And he's struggled his whole life with that. So I know where I can go and I don't want to go there. Um, so I said, let me get back into the water. I love swimming. That's always been my, my passion. It's kind of like a meditation for me. So I go into the water and I do my half hour. I get my mile in and I get out. Our local Y had a challenge where if you swim 50 miles in the pool, you get a t-shirt. So I'm like, you know what? Let me do the 50 mile challenge. And now I'm on the 300 mile challenge, right? So I, I reached the 50 mile and then, and then I'm going to 300 mile challenge. 
And at that time, I was like, I really want to get back into the weight room. I want to get kind of jacked and ripped. I, you know, I, I see a lot of the stuff in the reels on the, on the socials. And, and then I found you guys in, in the same respect. And I was like, let me try this. I've never bought into a formalized program, you know, that kind of structured it for me, gave me, you know, uh, a mantra to kind of hit every week. So I did that. I uh, did old school muscle. And I got to tell you, it was life changing. Not only, you know, having that program and having that, that consistency, which I think is going to be the underlying thread of everything I do the rest of my life is that consistency. It was the diet practice. It was the, you know, making sure that what you are bringing in is clean food. It's things that are, it's, it's wholesome. There's no processed stuff. Doing the intermittent fasting was big for me. And then I kind of mixed it up a little bit, you know, using the program. And then instead of using traditional weights for the first, you know, kind of, I guess, maybe the first six weeks, I did nothing but resistance bands because I knew I was prone to injury. So I was like, you know what, let me do the resistance bands because I can do these same exercises, but I can do it without the free weight and, and the, you know, the, the injury prone that comes with that. Um, so I can build the strength back up. And I learned that through, you know, more research and, and so forth. So I did that. And, and here I am, right? I'm, I'm now eight months in the program. I've completed the um, OSM, you know, phase one, and I've kind of repeated it, right? Yeah. Before I go on to the next um, version of OSM. Um, so, yeah, I'm feeling great. Uh, I can tell you, uh, everybody's noticing my physique now. I mean, I'm, I'm actually wearing clothes that I haven't worn in, in forever. I, you know, the man boobs are almost gone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is, which is, you know, super exciting. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's where I'm at. That's a beautiful story and a heck of a journey. And you definitely have a powerful why now as a, you know, as a grandfather and a lot of things to look ahead. You know, I want to ask, it's pretty interesting because many guys come on here and they lost weight using Fit Father 30X, these metabolic conditioning workouts and that structure curriculum. You're on here, you did old school muscle. You dialed in your nutrition and you lost, I mean, how much weight in total did you lose while you were building muscle and strength? Uh, so I started at 210. Um, and I, I jacked all the way back down to 163 was my lowest. And now I'm kind of like journey up. Um, mm -hmm. I'm at 170 right now. Um, so I have effectively gained about six to seven pounds of lean muscle uh, in this process. Over 40 pounds. Yeah. And, and I think, and, and I know that because I know, you know, use the, uh, the impedance monitor, right, for body fat. But as long as you use the same measuring tool every time, you typically can understand, you know, that you're, you're uh, where you're at. And I, I got the needle when I started, I was a 23 and a half, yeah, 23.5% body fat. I got all the way down to 11.5% body fat on that same monitor. And uh, now I'm consistently around 12%. While gaining some muscle and size. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Nice. I mean, that's, that's really what it's at. It's so good that you were able to get lean and now you can focus on getting strong. I'm curious, as you've rerun OSM, have you done more than just resistance bands? Did you get into like the full-blown free weights? Yes. And I'd love to know about some of your numbers. What are some of your strength numbers in, on some of your big lifts? And also let's talk about what lifts you've been doing and what's felt good for your body and maybe some of the stuff you've learned about doing barbell exercises and dumbbell exercise heavy, you know, at basically at 50. Yeah, so great points. Um, the at fifty part, because right? <laughs> it, it definitely is a difference from when I was back in my twenties and thirties. Mm -hmm. You know, one thing I've 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 learned is that you know form um, and having those those guidance that you know videos that you've provided as well as you know watching other and reading as well. You know, other form based um, instruction is that that's the key and not trying to you know blast the weight. Actually, doing con consistent controlled of the weight. You know, making sure that your your reps are you know 
like six seconds, three down, three up type of thing, right? You know, just making sure that's and breathing properly through the through the exercise. Um, according to my weights, though, I was probably you know when I started out benching, I was in like the the, the one thirty five, one fifty five range. Now my workout range is two and a quarter, and I'm maxing at at my maxing at two fifty five, which is you know great. My overall best in my life, you know, back when I was in my late twenties, was a three oh five or two, and I'm trying to head back there. Yeah, it's possible. It is. It is. If I can break that 300 barrier again, I'll be super stoked. Yeah. The one area I've never done much work in, which I think um, has been the key to my strength and my stamina, has been the, has been legs. Right. I was always the guy to skip leg day. Right. So I always had this kind of pretty good chiseled upper body. You know, what I mean, a little bit of you know definition and these sticks for legs underneath me. Right. And as a swimmer, it didn't really matter, right? As long as I had something as a, as a buoy, right, to kind of keep me moving, <laughs> no big deal. And I always had big lats because of swimming, right? Yeah. So my back has always been well-defined. But uh, yeah, so concentrating a lot of effort on the legs, I think, has been key. And kind of dial back a little bit, I actually suffered in my mid-20s or so uh, a, a lumbar sprain that has been chronic since then. Um, you know, throughout the years, I could you know, go... You know, maybe six months or eight months, and then it will nail me again. And when I say it nails me, it lays me out for a week. I mean, I can't move. Um, you're, you're icing your back. You're you know doing whatever. You're, you're seeking out all these different, you know, uh, remedies to try and get rid of the pain. And uh, what I've learned is the reason why I've had those issues is because my core and my back have been so weak. And then through this process and and concentrating on the legs, been able to really put a lot of effort into that core. And I haven't had. I mean, I mean, I went through kind of what I call my wet noodle stage, right? Where I was dealing with the pain of that area, but it's completely subsided. I have no pain now in my back and my lumbar. Um, and I, I attribute that a lot to the leg routines and mainly to deadlifts. Okay. I never did deadlifts in my life. And now I'm, you know, doing them consistently. I do them twice a week. Nice. And that's where I started out. And shamefully, I was doing, you know, 95 pounds. That's where I started with deadlifts. When I sent the video to your, uh, one of your, uh, your workers there, well, me doing my personal best, I hit a 305 deadlift, right? For two. And that was just insane. And now I'm doing that. I'm hitting that every time now. And I'm trying to add on more. So the goal is to hit the 400 mark and then I'm happy, right? For sure. Let's make it 405 so we can get you know, all four <laughs> plates on there. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds great. That's really cool to hear, especially on your low back. I mean, I can't imagine how much better life's going to be for you in the future with not having recurrent back pain and having a strong trunk and core, which inevitably happens when you do these proper big lifts with the right kind of form. You need to learn how to brace your core. So that's a really great benefit. I'm curious, how is some of the your internal, your experience of, I don't know, happiness, joy, emotions, maybe mindset, internal state changed as you've been training and being so focused on the physical? Has there been changes you've seen like internal shifts? Yeah, I think probably the biggest thing for me is that um, willingness and desire to better myself, um, and even in my career. I had gotten to a point in my career where I was like, "Well, I've done most of what I think I like to do here in this industry, you know, being in the IT and security industry, and not really have any desire to kind of advance that." Right? I'm, I'm doing my job. You kind of like, you know, the hamster in the wheel thing, right? Going to work, do your job, come home, and then you know, focus on other things. Um, at that time, was just you know. Anything that would uh, make me happy with drinking and, and such. Since I've been back in this, um, I'm now signed up for an additional training course um, to get me a new certification that I've, you know, only dreamt about for probably the last ten years. And now I'm actually going to do it. I'm going to hit a boot camp in a couple of weeks uh, and get that certification. 
And then that will advance my business that much further, right? Putting that time and effort into that will then allow me to offer additional services to my clients. Um, and I think it's an expansion thing. And that's the other thing, putting more effort into the business um, has, has certainly been more focused. I'm more organized um, in that. Even my clients have recently you know, noticed more of a presence from me um, because I'm more engaged. So I think that that's good as well. Great stuff for sure. And it's funny to me. It, well, it's just such a beautiful blessing when you get really focused on structured training and you're intentionally scheduling and doing hard things and pushing through resistance barriers and then seeing the progress that comes with that. It retrains the reward system in the brain. So inevitably, that energy can be translated into other areas. And just general vitality, I'd say too, is, is great. When you're lifting and you feel strong, you often feel like you have more energy and vitality. Now, I want to get specific with you because I think a lot of guys would be interested to hear how you gained muscle and you lost fat. So I want to specifically into nutrition. Can you run us through a day, like an average day in your life of like what kinds of things are your go-to foods and be as specific as you can. You wake up, you do this, water. This is some of your go-to meals. I'd love the whole shebang on the nutrition front. So I immediately went into a 16-8 intermittent fast. Um, so I had an eight-hour window to eat. So my day would start, I would start eating, you know, I get up in the morning, just have a glass of water, right? And that was kind of where I start my day. I drink at least, I'd say it, two quarts of water um, in the morning before I even have my first meal. First meal would come at 11 a.m., right? And that was typically your, yeah, let me, got it sitting right here at my, my desk. You super fuel. fuel protein shake. <laughs> Absolutely, nice. man. That was always my first, you know, meal. And then I would couple that with my other supplements. Um, I do take a um, optimal amino. Uh, supplement on top of it. And then I just take a multivitamin, multimineral um, support, right? And then also my fish oil, right? Those are kind of the things I've always integrated in my diet. I'm a big supplement guy. I always have been. And then my first meal usually, and, and it's, you know, some people would say it's boring, but I kind of like the consistency of it. I would eat pretty much the same thing for my first two meals every day, right? So I'd start out the morning with four eggs, half an avocado, right? And a piece of Ezekiel toast. That's nice. it. That was my first meal. Yeah, that's a good meal. You, did you toast the bread too? Do you, yes, you like to toast, toast it or bread. no? Yeah, you toast the Ezekiel bread with some eggs and avocado. It is a good meal. Like I've had that hundreds of times, so I understand why you ate it for a while. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was it was easy. Um, I knew it hit all my macros because that's the other thing I, I tried to do was dial in my macros um, pretty good. So I try to do a you know a forty you know I think it was a forty thirty thirty. Right, so forty percent protein, forty um, of the uh, fats, and then I'm sorry, thirty fats and thirty carbs. Right, that was kind of where I put kind of all my buckets, and I used uh, an app called Lose It, right, to track my my calories. You know, it's just like a FitPal or any of the other ones, right? Um, but I used that product, and it helped me kind of just keep that track. And that's the I can't stress that enough. Track everything you put into your mouth, right, and that way you know where you're at every day. And you know where you can go. And, and the other thing I really liked about the, your program is that the allowance that on lift days, right? You gave yourself those calories, those extra 500 calories, right? That was big. That was huge for me because trust me, I was hungry on those days. And that really helped out a lot. So then lunch would come along. I would say lunch. That was usually around 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I'd usually hit either another protein shake or I'd do um, just something high protein. I wouldn't do too much of a carb thing. Uh, a lot of times it could just be like, you know, some turkey lunch meats or, um, unfortunately, more eggs, right? Eggs is kind of doing my staple, you know, for my protein intake. Um, or I do just a piece of, you know, pork or just something that's heavy protein and not anything else. So you went lower carbohydrate for lunch too, 
you know, you had a dialed in breakfast and lower carb protein rich food for lunch. And that was that was just to keep the the you know, the, uh, the glycogen levels kind of you know low, so then I, that my insulin uptake was better. You know, by the time I hit my lifts, right, and I hit my workout. Now my workouts were always after after work. I'm always I've never been able a morning guy. Just I've tried and it's can't do it. Right? I got I'm a more of a night guy. So, but the after work slot works great. I mean, it's it's not about like what work. It's like that's a great time. You have your focused work day in your morning. You lift as a transition point in your day, which is really fun. And then you have big food afterwards. You have your nice dinner. Exactly. I would have a huge dinner. Yeah. So I go through my, my workout routine. Usually lasts me about an hour, hour and a half, uh, depending on what I was doing, whether it was you know cardio or or you know or my cardio and lift day. I would always do light cardio. I never did heavy cardio. And when I swim, um, it's more like walking in the water, right? I don't go hard out. I try and keep my my heart rate. I got the little the watch to keep you you know in tune to your your heart rate. Try and keep the heart rate between like you know one ten and one thirty, so you're in that fat burning zone. You're not hitting the cardio zone. Yeah, you're burning fat for sure. It's and for you as a good swimmer, I bet you're moving pretty nice, but you're kind of gliding through. For most of us, we'd be like probably one fifty, one sixty piece per minute, trying to keep up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would in that mile it takes me about a half hour, right? I mean, I'm in and out of the water, um, and you know, it's it's a pretty good rate. It's not Olympic rate for any, for any stretch of the imagination, but is that swimming happening at the same time as your workouts? That's not a morning thing that's happening like on a, or is it? Yes. Okay. So this is your ritual Monday through Friday. You're going in and you're doing something active and mentally, you know, that's a slot that gets filled with something. That's an important detail. Yep. So Monday through Friday is, is I, I'm in the gym. I'm doing something, whether it's swimming or swimming and lifting. Um, in the beginning, it was swimming every day. I eventually carved it back after about three months to just swim day, lift day, swim day, lift day, swim day, lift day. Right? Kind of just breaking it up that. And then when I would finish my workout, I immediately go home and just you know I'd have yeah, at that point I'd have like fifteen hundred or eighteen hundred calories available to me, and I would just enjoy myself. Right? I would you know still keep within my macro, make sure it's clean eating, make sure it's wholesome foods, it's nothing processed, no chips, no you know none of that crap. So you ate healthy foods, but you didn't really yes. worry about amount. Because there's right. no way that you're going to eat 1,500 calories of chicken breast, Correct. Or, you know, something right. like that. It'd be way too much food. So right? I would so always have the perfect plate, right? I would have, yeah. you know, I would always have a, a heavy protein side. I'd have always a veggie. I'd make sure there was like a Brussels sprout or broccoli or peas or, well, not too many peas. I hate peas. Um, <laughs> string beans, you know, something vegetable, something green on the plate, right? And then my starch, I would never really do like pastas or anything like that. I would stick to rice. Or um, quinoa, or you know, like really good grains, like protein-based grains. That would be typically that. Or if I didn't have that, I'd go to to the Ezekiel bread again. I just have a slice or two of that. Throw on, you know, maybe a little bit of um, butter or something, uh, just to kind of give it some extra zing. And that was it. And then I've been probably for the last eight months. I'd always have a snack right at the end of my window. So my window, you know, is usually right around eight o'clock, you know, seven, eight o'clock was my, my window would end. I'd always have yogurt. I'd have yogurt with a fruit, like say, um, you know, blueberries or blackberries or something like that. That's nice. Gives you a little bit of that sweet palate, which I think a lot, you oftentimes enjoys for the finality, but it also has good protein for muscle building and fat loss too. If you tolerate dairy well, I mean, that's not a bad thing to have at night. Yep. And then, you know, and I always use a FIA just because there's zero sugar added. That's a good one. And I would put in one tablespoon of honey. That's where I get my sweet. All right. Um, and it actually helps me go to sleep. Um, it, it was kind of a calming. People say that. People say the honey at night is good for sleep. And, yeah. you know, you hear it consistently. It's got to have some effect. Yeah. So, and that, that, that's my, that was my day for a solid 
I see with the intermittent fasting, the first say six months, right? How much were you losing weight every week? Like what was the rate loss and how did that kind of change or stay over time? Yeah. So in the beginning, it was quick. Uh, I was doing probably five to six pounds um, in the first month. I, I lost about 25 pounds in the first month. Nice. I mean, that's a good clip. And a lot of that was probably because you were dropping the carbs too and just yeah, everything. Water's weight's getting out. You're obviously losing a lot of body fat in conjunction. Yeah. Yep. And then, and then it, then it kind of tapered off where it was about a pound, you know, maybe a little less than a pound a week. Um, and I was consistent. I made sure I weighed myself at the same time every week. Um, I wasn't one of those guys that got on the scale every day. Um, even though there is a scale available to me, I didn't, I didn't use it. And then I would also use the same scale in the same, at the same time of the day to make sure that I was trying to be as consistent because I had one of those impedance scales yep. that measured the body fat. Uh, allowed me to see my body fat go from, I think it was like 23%. Down to that, you know, eleven and a half, um, and now I hover around twelve percent all the time. My goal is to get into that sub ten at some point, and I think I'm going to wait until probably December to start a cut phase because I want to kind of like I guess my my big goal here is is to, on my fiftieth birthday is to do a photo shoot. This is me at fifty. Oh yeah. I mean, that'd be crazy because I even even in the photos that we have and we've shared on this the video once everyone's seeing this, you have a six pack abs in those low tens. I mean, I'm sure you could owe everyone you could probably want a better six pack than you have, but in my book, you got six pack abs, which is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's super exciting. I, I find myself kind of just putting my hand on my on my gut quite often, going, damn, I can feel those things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they feel good. Yeah. That's a cool feeling. And also I think once you're there. You know it's going to be harder for you to drift off that mark. It's like you feel good at this point. How are your strength numbers improving as you're losing weight at this clip? You lose the 40 pounds. How are the lifts going? Because you are in a calorie deficit, yet at the same time, you're also training hard. And I know you can build strength. And especially even some muscle because we designed those calorie pulses on those lifting days. So you have a chance to have a good anabolic effect. You know The calorie cycling aspect of old school muscle, you mentioned that. But yeah, let's talk about your strength as you're going through that. Yeah, so strength was consistently, I would say, for the most part, very consistent in the gains. Whether they were micro gains or not, I mean, they were consistent. Now, starting off using the, the you know, the the uh, resistance bands, it was hard to measure, but I can tell you, I was moving up in the band themselves, right? So I would start off with like, you know, they call it the the green band, then go to the blue or the orange. They're just different levels of resistance for those. So I I can remember specifically one of the most exciting days of of my lift was. You know, the idea was if you could do, you had to do between 15 to 40 reps with a band, all right? If you were doing 15, if you made 15, great, stick with that band. But if you did 40, you could do 40, then you need to move to the next band. Um, when I was doing my squats with the bands, moving from the, what they call the big band to the elite band um, with this, was super exciting. Because when I hit that 40 mark on that, um, you know, that kind of that big band, I was like, holy shit. I'm actually getting strong here. I'm actually starting to see it. And then, you know, my wife, matter of fact, it was like that next day, my wife said, you know what? I think your butt's growing. <laughs> I was <laughs> I like, bet. that's awesome. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, so that that really kind of gave me the pump. And then I went, you know, and hit the elite band next. And it was hard, but I got the 15 reps. And I was like, yeah, I'm definitely gaining strength here. And then when I actually started hitting the actual weights, the free weights, I knew going into it that, you know, I could probably start at some of my, you know, when I was in my 30s, you know, some of those kind of workout ranges. Um, and I found out very quickly that, you know, although I could lift them, I needed to step them back a little bit, right? Because I knew uh, I was feeling more sore than I had, than I needed to be feel. 
right? To still get that that hypertrophy in the muscle. Um, so I did that, and I got back into a good workout range, and then just consistently, I would say my bench, um, I'm gaining about two pounds every session. I'm throwing on an extra two or two and a half pounds. You know, sometimes I get a little overzealous and I throw on some extra tens, and I'm like, yeah, no, that was dumb. Take those off, you know, put the other ones on. But yeah, it's been it's been really good. And you mentioned the whole calorie deficit. I would say in the beginning, I my calorie range, you know, for my BMR, they said was like, you know, you use those BMR calculators and you kind of scratch your head, like how the hell they fucking figure that out? They said it was like sixteen hundred calories. I'm like, nah. So I I took it to eighteen hundred calories as my base, um, and then I had the extra five hundred, you know, on lift days. And even at the extra five hundred, yeah, was I was still in a slight calorie deficit. Right, so I would at least a hundred calories in deficit based on a you know a true BMR, or you know of what I should have been eating. So right now my range, my my BMR is twenty four hundred calories, and then on lift days I'm hitting like you know that almost you know three thousand calories, and I find it hard to eat that many calories. I just do, for sure. It's it's tough. Yep, but it's really cool that also along this process because you track so well, and the encouragement for many guys who are analytic data oriented to track because you've You've been doing so much learning on top of that data. I'm sure you have an intuitive sense of portion sizes now, how much stuff is in different kinds of things, and like what a skill set that is. I think it's almost like speaking the language of nutrition macros, and like you've gained a fluency in a particular kind of language while doing this process. That's not that's that's a subtle thing, but I think it's one of the big things for sustainability is you have this knowledge framework on top of all this. Yeah, and, and one of the things is that it's kind of rubbing off um, a little bit on the people around me, right? Where they're they're paying attention to what I'm doing, even my wife is like, "So, what do you think you got on your plate there?" Right, and I would say I would just kind of come up with a you know a, yeah. a ballpark, and then she would get the calculator out and look at everything. She goes, "You're within like 50 calories here." Wow, I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Um, and then she's starting the journey as well, right? She's she's just now starting the journey back um, into into fitness, and it's great when when you have your spouse going with you because we're empty nesters at this point, right? Our kids are adults, and we're just living living our dream. You know, in our forties. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's been it's been great. Have your kids seen you since in this journey? Yes. I know they're at, like they're at house, but what's what's it been like for them to see you go through this at this at this point? You know, they're starting families um, and they're launching their careers, and you're empty nester, yeah. but now you've made a pretty profound change in a pretty short period of time. So what's it been like? Agreed. My son, um, he's a big. He's always been a big gym gym rat, right? Mm-hmm. Big, he's this big. This kid is. I mean. Um, He's got just arms like humongous, <laughs> right? I, I nice. envy his arms, and he's got you know traps that are just like big old footballs on his shoulder. You know, you gave him some of those genetics, though. I'd say so. You know, there's they're, yeah. they're in there, they're coming out. But he, anyways, he's your son's a beast. Yeah. So okay. he's a beast, yeah, exactly. And you know, he's really excited for me. Um, you know, because I'll I'll constantly send him, you know, on messengers, you know, pictures of my lifts and stuff like that. And he goes, "Man, that's awesome." You know, so he's kind of in that journey with me. He lives here local. Um, you know. To us, my daughter, however, she lives in, in Colorado, and um, you know she's starting her her family. But she's always been into fitness and just uh, healthy lifestyle. She's a yoga instructor, um, and you know she's just big into that. So she's excited for me for sure. Um, she definitely sees the changes. She's you know kind of cheering me on in the background. Um, and I think you know obviously her her life's been completely turned around with with new baby, right? So it's all been more us focusing on them. Uh, getting down there and and going to see them. I know when I went to go uh, down in June, if she hadn't seen me since the Christmas prior to me starting you know, the whole journey, and she immediately just looked at me and goes, 
great job. <laughs> I mean, you're like, you're doing really, you're doing really well. Yeah. So thank you. Right. And, and I brought my, my resistance bands with me. So there I am, you know, on our, our vacation, hanging out with them and I'm out the back porch, you know, doing my resistance band training. And she's like, she goes, that's the way to keep it up, man. Keep it consistent. Don't, you know, don't ever fall off that, that horse. And, you know, I get to the point now where if, if I don't hit a workout, right, I am, I, I literally feel lost. I'm like, I needed to hit that workout. I needed that in my life that day, because um, you know it kind of provides me that that um, that release, right? All those that that pent up, whatever I got going on for the day, I can just leave it in the gym, yeah, right, and 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 that's where it stays, which is which is great. That's beautiful, and I think it kind of comes very full circle to what you just shared. When I'm thinking back on the idea of addiction, we have it running in my family too. Often we use these things as pressure release valves, escapism, stress relief, but it's it's you've just been able to slot in something that's so much more productive for all areas of your life, let alone positive for your neurochemistry and your body and setting you up for more positive momentum. So I can see how this is a like a cornerstone of your life now, something it that is. you've now built this bedrock of fitness. And and I think the the thing the other, that, that I'll also mention I haven't mentioned yet is um, I'm running it by the numbers. Before I started this process, I went to the doctor and I have a really, really good doctor. He's, he's in tune um, with me. He's in my corner and he runs the test that I need run, right? To kind of see where I'm at. He want, I wanted to see where all my, my base, um, you know, uh, vitamin levels were, yep. where my testosterone level was, um, and so forth and so on. And I was, you know, I had, I had effectively low T um, coming into this. And if you're open to sharing, do you have a number like that you can throw out in a range? Yeah. yeah. So when I when I started this, I was at I was at two eighty on my on my T levels, right? Low T for sure. Yeah. So normal range for reference, people, you definitely want to be like four hundred to a thousand or something in there in that range, roughly using U.S. numbers. Exactly. And then you know, fast forward six months, had it retested after I you know got finished the first phase you know of OSM, and I had hit five forty. Nice. Right. Nice. Yeah. So. Knowing that, I mean, just changing my, my, my diet, getting active again, getting the muscles going in, that was telling my body, hey, you need more testosterone mm-hmm. and then started producing it again. So, and that's without any HRT, right? So that's, that's huge. Cool. And, and I even, you know, he even told me, he says, well, try the workout first. And then if that doesn't do it for you, then we can look at HRT. But I went back to him. He goes, no, you're good. Just keep doing what you're doing. He says, I can't. He says, I, I bet you in another six months, you're going to come back here and you're going to be in the 600 easy. Yeah. I was like, all right, well. I'll hold you to that. <laughs> nice. So that's great. It's really great that you also have an ally in terms of a, of a good doc that's watching your back and you're getting numbers on that. You know, so you're living up in Fargo. It's not always sunny all the time. What's your vitamin D solution as we come into the winter? And I want to talk about that also. Like my, my final questions here are like, I want to talk about your plan for the next rest of this year. We're kind of finishing up. We're recording this September 2022. We're coming into the holidays into a new season, coming up on one year from when you committed to greater health. So I'd like to know how you plan on finishing this year. And also let's talk about some seasonal stuff and what you think might be changing in your life as it gets cooled up there in Fargo. I mean, you're enjoying probably some nice weather now, but you know, we have someone on our team who lives up there. I know it's a gets a little frigid. So what's going on in the next couple of months? So starting starting the journey in January in Fargo, as you probably understand it, anything about Fargo, it is just negative 20 for at least the entire month, right? So good thing there's indoor pools, right? So that's where I would go to. So I'm not I'm not um, you know afraid of you know that 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 weather coming. It's a good point. You have indoor based routines, so you're gonna be fine. It nothing really changes. Yeah. Good point. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, and then as far as the, my supplements go, I'm, I'm a consistent vitamin D3 taker. Um, I, I believe hardly in cellular you know, um, repair and regeneration that vitamin D provides you. In the summer, I, I only take you know, one 5,000 IU a day. Yep. Um, and then in the winters, I, I bump that to 10,000 IU yeah. a day. You know, because I am not in, you know, outside as much and I'm not yeah. getting the, the, in the sun exposure. And my D3 levels, you know, are typically right around 100. They're, that's plenty fine. I mean, that's, that's plenty fine. Yeah. yeah. That's where it needs to be. And I can tell you, I do feel it if, I'm, if I don't take it. Mm-hmm. Some people say that's kind of placebo based around like, nah, yeah, I can actually feel it because, you know, I believe that it keeps my soreness down you know, a lot. And I also take, you know, a turmeric um, just to kind of keep, you know, the inflammation to, a, you know, to a good base level. Big fan of that, as you know, from our program materials, as well as like, I think just for you too, like I make sure you're getting a good source of magnesium. I know we throw some cacao and other things, but that'd be a helpful one for you as well. Yep. And I think I'd probably get some of it in the super fuel. Yeah. But uh, absolutely. Yeah. I'll certainly look into that and see where my levels are. I always want to Always want to go to my doc first, get the blood work and say, all right, where am I at today? Because you know you don't want to supplement when you don't need to. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And just a little aside, because we're kind of talking about testing. For minerals, the best place to test is actually the hair, not the blood. Because blood, certain things are good to test in the blood, but certain things are moving out of the blood so quickly that the best indicator of long-term storage or something like minerals that your body stores up is that. And so, you know, there are hair tests for minerals. I'm sure your doctor could run those as well. But that's a rabbit hole. I'll have to find some hair though, because I'm kind of... <laughs> that's a good point. We have to use your pubic hair for this oh, test. Jesus. That'd be up first. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> All right. Well, this got off the rails. Yep. So back on the rails, I'd love to ask you, you know, a question we love to have in closing is, what does it mean to you to be a fit father? Now that you've gone through this experience and you've created your transformation, what does that mean to you? I guess kind of trite or cliche, but it, it, it means everything, right? That, that I can, you know, share this journey with other fathers, um, with other people kind of that were in where I'm at. Uh, the big thing is the addiction side, um, being able to, you know, like you say, slot in something that's more healthy and, and more beneficial for life. Um, I will say I do have an addictive personality. So maybe that's helped me in that now I'm addicted to, you know, the gym and I'm addicted to the, the results um, that I'm seeing. So, and continuing to, to, you know, now I'm actually seeing true results where I never got past that, I guess, that plateau that I would always fall off on. So, breaking through that barrier and then moving forward and seeing, you know, continued results and continued growth. I mean, I would love to one day see myself at that same, you know, sub 12% body fat at 190 to 200 pounds. That would be epic, right? If I can get to that point in my life and doing it in my 50s. Right. Yeah. So I, I would say to anybody that's you know starting this journey or in the journey today or, or having doubts, surround yourself with like-minded people. Surround yourself with people in that same energy, and you will make it through. Because even if they don't actively try to pick you up and, and get you back on your on your path, just seeing their journey right is going to inspire and and motivate you to continue on your journey. And that's what I think was the biggest thing for me at Fit Father was being part of that Facebook group. You know, I didn't really share a lot, but I read a lot, right? And and just reading the stories, reading you know the testimonials, and seeing what other people have gone through and, and their successes um, motivated me to continue on that track. Uh, and a few times I did share. I mean, the response was just overwhelming. You know, you know they always say that the, the social media has that dopamine effect on the brain. You know, when you do get that recognition, and it's absolutely true. It was like I. I Basically, when I would get all those responses, it was like having a couple glasses of scotch because it, it felt that good to see, you know, the support that was behind me. Mm-hmm. Well, 
I mean, it's well-deserved, my friend. I mean, when you post those things, you get the response because people are truly inspired by what you've been able to create. And I want to thank you for coming on and sharing your heart, your honesty, your hard work. And I wish you a couple amazing months ahead. And I'm excited. Man, if you better... Hey, listen, if you get to 12% body fat and you pack on another 10, 15, 20 pounds of muscle, you got to come back on here. <laughs> we got to get some updated photos. And we got to talk about what it was like to pack on the next bit. And I fully believe it's possible for you. And thanks, Brian. I appreciate you a lot. All right, man. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fit Father Project Podcast. If you love what you heard, please rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really helps spread this show to more men who need this valuable info. To watch full video episodes of this podcast and other motivational videos to inspire your training and more, visit our Fit Father Project YouTube channel. It's free and everything's made for busy guys over 40 like you. Visit youtube.com forward slash fitfatherproject to get access to our entire video library. And finally, if you or someone in your life is interested in becoming a fit father or needs help losing weight, building muscle, and living healthier after age 40, then visit fitfatherproject.com where you can see our proven programs, supplement line for guys 40 plus, and free meal plan and workouts to get you started. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi signing off. I'll see you in the next episode.